Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right. Hello, Robin. Hi. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. For the people who may not know you, though I feel like most people have seen you on their For You page for Mm -hmm. sure. Can you give us a little blurb about yourself? Yeah. My name is Robin Del Monte. I run Girl Boss Down, which essentially is about posting my ideas about social strategy, trend forecasting, and creative direction, along with pop culture commentary. I grew up in New Hampshire, currently live in Boston, but that's a loose term because I'm traveling all over the place Mm -hmm. for work. And basically, I started my journey on TikTok and social media around a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And after posting PR moves for my favorite celebrities and brands, it kind of took on a life of its own. And now I do kind of consulting on the back end and forward facing things like this by doing podcasts, traditional brand deals and just growing my own brand. I mean, there are so many ways I was thinking of going with this episode because there's so many things that I want to ask you. But first, I want to talk about I heard you speaking on another podcast Mm -hmm. about how like within a year you went from waitressing Mm -hmm. to being on Forbes 30 under 30. Yes. Which is so interesting to me because the TikTok space, I feel like so many people have grown that way. Mm -hmm. I had Becca Moore on recently. Yes. And she like literally grew up it's not overnight. It's it's a Mm -hmm. lot like it's the time passes. It can be a couple of years. But I feel like in comparison to my job and mm-hmm. how I started like writing on an actual blog and it's been such a slow growth that I'm very proud of now like when mm-hmm. I look back I'm like oh this makes sense how it grew this way mm-hmm. but TikTok fascinates me because y'all kind of in our space really did blow up overnight exactly but what you said previously as well I started mm-hmm. Girl Boss Town actually in 2018 with a friend it was going to be a podcast about okay. pop culture just it, out of our house in Boston. And I actually presented the very first Girl Boss Town business plan to the Skinny Confidential Mm -hmm. outside of a speaking engagement that she did. And I was (laughs) Uh like, here's my business plan. Like my dream is to work for you and to work for Dear Media. So this is all very full circle to be here. But I would say to go from waitressing to being on Forbes 30 under 30 in a year is insane. And TikTok definitely pushes that. But there is a long time coming to get there yeah it was a lot of prep a lot of prep but your whole life changes or my whole life changed within 12 months and even being in this industry I would look up to girls like you who were bloggers and on the social media space forever and as you can probably attest to as well 
when you first get into this industry, it's like, okay, this is crazy. There's mm-hmm. so much to this. There's so much to learn, but you have to adapt quickly because it's also ever changing mm-hmm. as social media is changing. But it it's a lot to change overnight, but it's the biggest blessing. And I also have the perspective to know what it's like to not have a platform and to be waitressing. Yeah. And I always try to like hold close to that while adapting to the opportunities that have been given to me. Yeah. Or that I've earned. I mean, if you seem really grounded in that, which is really hard, again, when you go from essentially in 12 months, you Mm -hmm. know, like being someone who's considered more normal, maybe. I don't know what normal even is. And then having like millions of eyes on you. Yeah. And a lot of pressure. Definitely a lot of pressure. But at the same time, I always attest to it. Like I was a fan first. I was a consumer first. Mm -hmm. Social media and pop culture was my life. So like going from being a fan to being in front of the camera, Mm -hmm. I know what it's like to be on both ends of the spectrum. So I geek out of over stuff still. And I'm still so excited about certain opportunities and things that come my way. I'm definitely not used to it yet. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is my career. So mm-hmm. I'm starting to get used to it. But do you ever really get used to this life? Like, I'm not. I don't I, think so. I don't think so. No. Yeah. But you do get better at it, I feel like. Definitely. Like, I you think learn that, a lot. Yeah. I think, I mean, you pick up new skills as the, we're saying, like, the industry changes so much mm-hmm. constantly. I have some friends who I started this whole journey with in the blogger space mm-hmm. who have had a really hard time adapting. Mm-hmm. Like they're holding on to this old blogger world kind mm-hmm. of. And I'm just like, we all, we have to move forward guys. Yeah. Like we have to, we have to adapt. One thing that I'm loving right now on TikTok, especially, and I think that you're a good like face of this mm-hmm. is people who have like real jobs, mm-hmm. you know, showcasing their jobs on social media. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're an influencer mm-hmm. because you are, but it's like, you're, you're, PR first and you're consulting on the back end you're doing all these Mm -hmm. things and you're kind of sharing your normal job or real job with the world and I love that TikTok allows us to like see that yeah and I think that every uh, saying like real job yeah yeah. that's like I don't know if I would those that term is kind of weird because like what what what's a real real job job? yeah however I think I knew I wanted to have longevity in this space Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to just be a flash in the pan and growing followers is incredible and such a privilege, but who knows what you can actually do with those followers? How can that translate in the business world? Mm -hmm. So one of the very first things I did when I entered the space was realize that my followers were a currency, but how was I going to utilize that? Yeah. And what I realized was I can be just as powerful behind the camera as I can in front of it. Mm -hmm. And speaking about marketing, branding, advertising, PR, that is opening up the world to like the social media world to Mm -hmm. things that they haven't seen before and they're interested in in it. So I was like, okay, wow, I can really do both. I can be on the back end and do consulting and share these ideas with my audiences because they're interested in that. Mm -hmm. But then they're also interested in me being in front of the camera, my pop culture commentary and being able to do both. But I always knew if this all went away tomorrow, which I hope it doesn't not go away, still have a space in this industry to Mm -hmm. be creative and to do what I love for a living. Yeah. Yeah. And your passion really is PR. I can tell. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, I think my passion just in general is just being creative. Yeah. Storytelling, tapping mm. into human emotion and y- mixing that with business. Yeah. Because growing up, I loved pop culture, Oprah, especially mm-hmm. these certain celebrities. And I saw that there was a science to showing your personal life and, and storytelling that's so powerful and mixing that with branding. And if you can do that well, yeah. you'll always be successful. So you're like, 
passion and love for this started really young. Very young, yeah. So you can like see it. I always say the TV was my babysitter growing up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like my, I had older sisters who were supposed to be like babysitting me or watching me, but mm-hmm. mostly what I did, and I actually have my sister in the room, <laughs> it can attest to all I did was watch TV growing up. Okay. And I feel like people growing up thought that being interested in TV and pop culture was super vapid mm-hmm. and was almost a negative thing, but it gave me a career. So if any parents are watching this, I don't know anything about screen time with iPads and kids, but it started very young with my love of just like media. Yeah. So what were your favorite shows? Laguna Beach, MTV, The Real World. I think The Real World was definitely like massive for me. And in a sense, now modern day influencers are kind of like what The Real World was back in the day. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it is very meta. Yeah, you're actually like with it's a reality TV show, but constantly. Yes, exactly. And that was the first taste for audience to see what it's like to follow around somebody who maybe necessarily doesn't have a platform. They're just normal college kids every single day. And Mm -hmm. then you start to be so invested in their lives and then you start to trust them and you feel like you know them. And that's exactly what influencers are doing now. Yeah. Yeah. And even Kim Kardashian Mm -hmm. says that the reason she wanted to do reality TV was because of the real world. Really? I didn't know that. Yep. She watched the first episode of the real world and she like turned to her friend Alice and it was like, that's what I'm going to do when I'm grow up. Yeah. And look, and here she is. Making stars. Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. Honestly, I feel like I've really made it with the sponsor. Y'all know I love to destigmatize sex talk, especially for women. So I'm pretty much in heaven with this. I do, in fact, have an episode of Note to Self called Sex on Antidepressants. So I feel like I'm just down to discuss this topic in general. So Adam and Eve is seeking to reduce the shame around sexual pleasure and purchasing sex toys. It's an online marketplace for all the sex toys your little heart desires. I want to note buying online can be less stressful, you know, and embarrassing than buying in store, especially for those of you who don't want that in real life vibrator buying experience or who are buying your first sex toy. I will say I bought my first sex toy with my friend Iman, (laughs) who we both set like a date on the calendar and we're like, we're going to go buy matching vibrators. Perfect. So I did have mine in real life, but anyway, this is for those of you who do not want to have that experience. (laughs) So my go-to is the bullet vibrator. Always. It's small enough to travel with. It's rechargeable. It's good for those of you who are just starting out in your vibrator journey. It can be used by yourself or with a partner. I saw they have the vibrating underwear with the like remote thing for your partner to use, which is kind of my dream ever since I saw that one movie with Katherine Heigl when she's at dinner with that guy she hates, Gerard Butler's character. Um, But they have like insane chemistry and then like he has the remote and it's a whole thing. I forgot the name of the movie, but that scene has really stuck with me. So anyway, Adam and Eve has 24-7 customer service, 90-day no-hassle returns, and 20% of profits go to fighting the spread of HIV around the world. We freaking love that. So I have a special code for Note to Self listeners. Y'all can go to adamandeve.com and use code NOTE50 to get 50% off one item and free shipping in the US and Canada. Some exclusions do apply for this code, but that's adamandeve.com, code NOTE50. So did you work in PR before all of this was happening? So my very first job out in L.A. after college, I did PR at like a marketing agency. And then I just went into uh, not necessarily PR, but I was always in like the marketing communication advertising space. Yeah. And then after I left L.A., I had to move back home. I was in more mundane marketing 
positions, like email marketing jobs for like insurance companies and medical companies yeah. and real estate agencies. And I was like, okay, this is so not it. Like things that could be automated. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So to have a creative outlet, I started social media because I was like, if Got I can't it. do this at my job, then I'm going to post it on my own social media and almost mm -hmm. make an agency out of my social media. And that's when yeah. Girl Boss Town was born. So do people now like brands reach out to you for consulting? Definitely. Yeah. yeah, that's probably my favorite part about what I do because it just shows that my social media and my digital resume mm -hmm has opened doors that my traditional resume never could. Yeah. And brands definitely reach out for consulting opportunities. And I speak at a lot of panels and a lot of summits where yeah. I'm face to face with CMOs and CEOs of some of the biggest brands in the world. And just building that connection and that relationship that then leads to having a relationship in a consulting yeah. space is just, it's my favorite thing about what I do. I like that you said digital resume because I feel like yeah. I, like everyone can build a digital resume. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I tell so many CEOs and CMOs, I'm like, when hiring, TikTok is a pool of creatives who are brilliant, who mm -hmm. will make motion picture movies while working day jobs. Yeah. And I'm like, they would kill to leave their traditional nine to five to work in this creative space. Yeah. And they're creating such beautiful art and are just incredible. And if brands looked to find people in that way, mm -hmm. I think the space would change. And I feel like they're starting to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how I got a lot of my jobs. But yeah, yeah definitely. I think that that's like such a forward thinking way. Yeah. And you said before, because I listened to that same podcast with Hannah, you were mm -hmm. talking about how you're pretty like intuitive mm -hmm. with yes. this kind of things. And you have like almost like visions. Yeah, <laughs> I've. I've kind of I used to tell people in second grade that I was psychic like mm -hmm. in the sandbox and I actually had to go to the guidance counselor because they're like <laughs> telling their parents that like I was looking at their palms. I was like, yeah, you're going to fail the test. And they're like, what? <laughs> I have very, very, very strong intuition. And I also think that has to do with just me being able to tap into human emotion really well. At least mm -hmm. that's what my therapist says. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, that is a massive part of it. I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm psychic, but I just feel like I'm very, very intuitive. Intuitive. And do you like feel it? Like, are you, is it like a visual thing? Uh, yes. Or are so you physical? It, I give a that's a raven example mm -hmm. because I will be in the shower a lot, shower mm -hmm. thoughts <laughs> on a walk. And I'll be thinking about a brand and it'll just come to me and I'll kind of like see it like a vision in my head. Yeah. And I have the notes app in my phone. Obviously, everybody does. And I just jot it down in my notes app. Yeah. And yeah, it just like comes to me like a vision. And yeah. a lot of times I'm trying to figure out there is so much more to my creative process than just having visions. Yeah. But a lot of times when people ask me, they're like, how do you do it? I'm like, it comes to me. I find a better <laughs> way of explaining that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I think it is a very strong intuition. Yeah. I think that's so interesting because I talk a lot about the difference between intuition and anxiety. Oh, well, that's and probably why I'm yeah. a mess a lot <laughs> yeah. as well. Yes. Same. I like I haven't figured I've had anxiety my entire life and I talk mm -hmm. about it a lot in this podcast. Anxiety coupled with depression is a really interesting mm -hmm. mix. But I've it's been a huge longstanding like theme in my life to mm -hmm. have to tap in to myself to mm -hmm. understand is this anxiety or is it intuition? Yeah. And with having such strong intuition, I feel like I have a a lot of intrusive thoughts and anxiety. Yeah. So it's really hard when I have intrusive thoughts mm -hmm. because I'm like, okay, like, is this my intuition or is this an intrusive thought? Yes. And I trust my gut so much mm -hmm. because a lot of the things that I've 
had an intuition about have come true, but mm-hmm. that also has a negative because I trust myself so much that I'll believe my intrusive thoughts yes. and these negative things. And that's definitely something I'm still working on. Mm-hmm. But, and I think a lot when I was younger, I would have these types of feelings and I didn't know what anxiety was when I was younger. Yeah. But now I can attest it to be like, oh, that was definitely like just definitely being anxiety. anxious. Yeah. yeah. It's really hard to discern. And I will say like for me, I think my my gut instincts or my intuition it's almost like a feeling like I feel them like Mm -hmm. literally in my gut yeah oh yeah or anxiety I feel like up here yeah I get physically like going to when I go into fight or flight like Mm -hmm. I can physically feel the symptoms of anxiety and And intuition feels like calm yes almost yes but it's it's a very interesting discernment but I talk about that a lot so I thought that was interesting Mm -hmm. that you said that because I feel like as someone who's so in touch with their intuition yeah and and you trust yourself so much you still struggle with the discernment. Oh. I have not met a single person who has been like, this is how you d- deal with this. And this is how you. Oh, my God. I struggle with it every day as well. The, yeah. Like the most intuitive and trusting of themselves. People always struggle with that. Yeah. And I think it's because like when you trust yourself so much and these intrusive thoughts come in, you're mm-hmm. like, OK, that has to be right, too, because I'm always right. No, yeah. Not like that. But you know what I'm trying <laughs> yes. to say. Yeah. I was actually I mentioned this last week or two weeks ago on an episode. Mm-hmm. But I was watching this girl on TikTok. So TikTok is like taught me everything I know about life. Like I, it's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. She was saying that when she gets intrusive thoughts, she flirts with them. And what she means by that is like she was saying she was driving her car and then got this really intense intrusive thought that like someone was going to come over and hit her. Yep. And she's like, OK, that's just my anxiety trying to keep me safe. So she'll talk to it and be like, oh, so like you're obsessed with me. Like you're in love with me. You're trying to keep me safe. Like that's so cute. And like she'll like flirt with it. That's incredible. I'm going to look that up after I leave. I love that so much. I'll find it. I saved it somewhere. Yeah. I thought that was such a good, I mean like the way she put it, I was just like, that's what I'm going to do next time. When I have intrusive thoughts, I've gotten a little better with it, but I'll tell myself like, okay, this is anxiety. Like if it wasn't anxiety, like I wouldn't be able to say that this is anxiety, but then you kind of feel a little crazy, like talking in your head. (laughs) Yes. But I love that. That's incredible. It's kind of like with anxiety in general, when ever I get it really bad and I state it out loud. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey guys, just to let you know, like I'm feeling super anxious right now. Mm-hmm. And the anxiety always goes away. So it it's like- It makes it so easy. Yes. I've been speaking out loud exactly. a lot to myself lately, like alone, just mm-hmm. in my room. I'll be like, I'm feeling anxious right yeah. now. Like I have to say it out to something. So it's almost like noticing it and being like, okay, I know you're there. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> we're going to move past it. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Yeah. That's so good. Okay. So I wanted to do some PR moves for, let's say not- like a the normal person mm-hmm. out there, not, not a social media person at yeah. all, like nothing business related. Iman actually told me that you sent her some PR moves for her breakup. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking genius. Yes. Okay. So let's do PR moves for like a situation where you get too drunk. Okay. And you texted your ex mm-hmm. that you're in love with them. This is okay. not, <laughs> I did not do this. I'm actually really Same. good at not doing this. Yeah. But okay, you you texted a guy, you texted your ex okay. that you love them and you were shit-faced and you wake up in the morning and you're like, fuck. The first thing to realize is to give yourself grace. Of course. Because this is a very normal thing. Mm-hmm. And even in the moment, you'll wake up with such bad anxiety and be like, oh my gosh. So I would say, wake up, go on a walk and get a coffee while you're on your walk and getting a coffee, actually think about what you did mm-hmm. and realize how normal it is and give yourself grace for that. And also, whenever I get into this situation, I think I have been intimate with this person mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. So one little text is nothing. Yes. And at the end of the day, what is one text going to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They have seen you 
I mean, speaking for myself, they've (laughs) seen you in so many different environments. They know your heart. They know who you really are. Mm -hmm. And a drunk text is a drunk text. And I would say normally for me, I don't like if they text back, I don't just like ghost. I'll be like, hey, clearly was a rough (laughs) night. We acknowledge it. I acknowledge it because I feel like if you don't, it's even weirder. Okay. I feel like a lot of the times I'm just like, I'm in a fucking simulation. We're on a floating rock in space. I think about One that drunk all the time. text yeah. is nothing, but give yourself grace because mm-hmm. feeling emotions, especially when alcohol is involved, is very normal. Mm-hmm. And maybe you needed to get that out one last time so it wouldn't infest your brain for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. It happens. It's a mistake. Start your day doing something positive that makes you laugh. Go to a hungover brunch with your friends and just realize life is so much bigger than a drunk text. Yeah. So that's the good damage control. I like that you said grace with yourself because that is another huge theme on this podcast. Mm -hmm. I actually have grace tattooed like right on my leg right here Yeah, because it's one of my like I talk about my pillars in life because I'm not religious. I grew Mm -hmm. up religious, but I I liked that it gave me some kind of like grounding like Mm -hmm. you're talking about. Um, I, I love that's why I can like notice that you're very grounded because I mm-hmm. all I that's again another huge theme. So I uh, my pillars one of them is grace with yes. myself with everyone else. So I'm glad that that was part of the damage control. A hundred percent. It's so important. I feel like in life when you mature and you you get older, you have to incorporate grace into your life. Have when to. you're younger and in college, the world seems so small and mm-hmm. everything you do feels so heavy and so much weight to it. Mm-hmm. So you're so hard on yourself, especially like with social media and with everything. It's really hard to not be hard on yourself. But the more you give yourself grace, yeah. the more you can... If you're not going to give yourself grace, then like who is? Who is? Yeah. yeah. And also it leads me to give more grace to other people. Exactly. And, and that part huge. is a little hard. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's it important. Is. And I'm consistently working on that. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so let's talk about PR moves for a breakup. What was your I don't know. I can't remember what Iman told me, but she like yeah. listed out some. And I was like, that's fucking genius. So I would say PR moves for a breakup is think about in a sense, if this was a brand, mm-hmm. what you would need to do to one, be okay with yourself to the steps you want your future to look like. Mm-hmm. And three, like what is the actual situation at hand? Because a lot of the times with breakups, your mind wanders. Yes. Like yeah, those it goes thoughts. into so many different places. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times what you're thinking of will never actually happen. Mm-hmm. So tapping into like, okay, what's the actual situation? What is going on? I love the show Gilmore Girls. And Mm -hmm. they on Gilmore Girls, they say, give yourself a day to wallow. Like, give yourself a day to be sad. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times, if you push yourself to heal faster than you're supposed to, Mm -hmm. the healing process will just, like, be a a Band-Aid on a... On something deeper that will, wound. On a deeper yeah. wound that will never get fixed. Mm-hmm. And you're going to set yourself up for failure in your next relationship if you don't allow yourself to, like, have a day, be sad. Or multiple your, days. Yeah. I had, like, a month and a half. Yeah, of course. <laughs> With grace. Watch yeah. your favorite shows. Do things that you love. Something that I do in my phone is I write down moments where I'm genuinely happy, whether it's, like, being hungover with my friends or watching this show. And so try to do one thing a day that where you'd be like, okay, this genuinely makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And that one thing a day, giving yourself something to look forward to every day mm-hmm. will just help with your mental health in general. Also, write a lot in your journal and write, how am I feeling right now? How mm-hmm. did this breakup make me feel? How did this relationship make me feel? And how do I want to feel in the future in a future relationship? Yeah. And that's not to say you need to go looking for another relationship. Mm-hmm. But note in your head, it's almost like 
a job like okay like I liked this about this relationship and I really mm-hmm. didn't like this about this relationship so moving forward I know what works and what doesn't and I'm recognizing those feelings mm-hmm. now so that when I'm growing and moving forward I'll know what I want in the future yes also at the end of the day breakups are so incredibly difficult certain ones hit you in certain ways sometimes even longer relationships don't hit as hard as like the three-month situationship that yeah. you had but Give yourself a lot of grace and realize, okay, this didn't work. That's actually like rejection is redirection. Yeah. It's literally leading you to where you're supposed to end up Mm -hmm. and recognize that. But breakups are so unbelievably hard. Difficult. But at the end of the day, you need to assess the situation, figure out what you want in the future, figure out what worked and what didn't work and give yourself grace and Mm -hmm. do one thing a day that genuinely makes you happy. Yeah. Because like even think about when you're little and you're in school and you have the weekend to look forward to. So Mm -hmm. even if you're like in school, like, oh, look, I don't want to be here. I have all this homework. I'm stressed, but I have something to look forward to. Yes. It always, always try to have something to look forward to. And try to not make that another person. Yes. (laughs) But just like things that genuinely make you happy. Yeah. I think my biggest PR move through this, my breakup Mm -hmm. was after the wallowing came the I'm obsessed with myself phase. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, I actually did an episode about this last week where I talked. It's not like a vanity obsessed with myself. It's like I'm doing everything nice for myself. Yeah. All that energy. I Yeah. I'm going to saunas all the time. I'm Mm -hmm. like getting massages all the time. Body scrubs, like anything that makes me feel good. Yeah. I'm doing. There's a Lord lyric. That's like, I start to care for myself the way I cared about you. Mm-hmm. And exactly. Think of all the time, energy and effort you put into a relationship. If you put that into yourself, you're mm-hmm. going to come out so much better. Yes. And then I just, I've been going with my friends all the time. We're having, yeah. we're having a good time over here. Having a good, good time. It's almost like a delusional, good time yeah like i'm like is this real like you're like am, or am i just yourself? manic yeah no, <laughs> like, what is happening? no that's my everyday question i'm like <laughs> am i am i okay i'm like am i motivated or manic yeah i don't know yeah. i actually love being delusional lately that's so when i speak on panels and i speak with a lot of my followers or people who want to get into the space or industry mm-hmm. i say the reason i got to where i'm at today in my career is because i was delusional yeah I was in Nashville, New Hampshire being like, yeah, I'm going to be on E! News. Like, I- I'm going to do this. And my guidance counselors were like, okay, like, what's more realistic? <laughs> yeah. And the first job I booked in this industry was E! News. That is so wild. So it's like... It works. It works. It literally Why works. Why not be delusional about the things you want in life? Yes. Because what's holding you back? Like, yeah. think big. My friends are like, you're kind of unhinged. I'm like, yeah. That's a good thing. I'm, I love to be unhinged. Yeah. Now. This is great. A hundred percent. Okay, let's think PR moves from like a external perspective. I actually have a, a couple guys that listen to this show and I, we never we had never addressed hey, the men. seven men. <laughs> hey, seven guys. Yeah. Hey, so from a PR perspective, what should a guy's hinge profile look like? OK, so it's kind of down to an art. I would say there's four pictures or five. I have no idea. I, don't I think there's four. OK, so I would definitely say one with friends, but don't have it be the first one. So you have to like do where's Waldo of who, who's it, exactly. who it is. Yeah. So a lot of times the, the cute guy in the picture isn't the guy, mm-hmm. which is setting yourself up for disappointment. I would say the first picture, have it be like a really good, nice smiling picture. Yes. Guys just, they don't have to do that much to look like, to, approachable. Uh, yeah, look approachable. Yeah. Like I like a guy with a great smile. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be a selfie. It doesn't need to be a shirtless picture. Just like a great smile. Yes. Picture with friends. Picture with a puppy. I'm a dog girl. Okay. And then doing something that you like. So even if it's like holding a fish or mm-hmm. golfing, <laughs> show that like you have interest. Yes. The fish um, boys get a lot of hate. And it's funny because like I'm kind of okay with them holding I'm, a fish. You know what? I'm okay with if 
they're a kind person and holding a fish. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Come on over. <laughs> yeah. But my favorite thing that guys do on Hinge is be funny in a sense of react to one of my answers and like say an inside joke about it or like just be funny and approachable. We all know this is weird that we're swiping on the internet to find somebody to yes. get dinner with or maybe even do something more with. Yeah. We all know this is a weird situation. It's interesting because there is that level of embarrassment and we're all participating. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, let's just be goofy, be funny, realize that we're picking out a future husband <laughs> on an app. So let's just like realize the space we're in, be funny, be yeah. personable. Don't talk too much. Try don't to have plans. Yeah, don't take it too seriously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what about a girl? What do you think we should do? Okay. Well, I don't think I should should tell girls what to do on Hinge because I'm still single. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would definitely say have fun with it. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of TikToks of girls using the voice. There's like voice memos yeah. that you can put on Hinge and no girls ever use it. Well, I mean, I definitely don't because I'm like, this is embarrassing. Yeah. Like what I'm going to say. My favorite color is purple. <laughs> like, this is weird. Some girls have just been so silly and so funny. And it's been getting way more answers yeah. than just being like, my favorite thing is sushi. Like, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So I'd say be yourself, be funny, be personable. And Iman always tells me, like, don't take it too seriously. It's almost like you're practicing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? At least yeah. you're putting yourself out there. And the more dates you go on, the better. I mean, a first date, shouldn't be super serious. Yeah. It's just like you're finding out, like, can this be person be a friend or more? Like, yeah. you're just meeting people. Do you um, like when men use the voice tool? <laughs> it depends on... I like, On the guy? <laughs> yeah, it depends on the guy. Also, I love Love Island UK. Mm -hmm. So if I click it and it's they have a British accent, I'm like, okay, this is good. Oh, my God. Did you know Iman has a fear of accents? Our mutual friend, Iman, who y'all have... She's been on the podcast yeah. before. No, I didn't. Um, she's like a literal fear of them. She, they It hurts her, like, ears. I'm going to, like, just only speak in accents and run she right now. She literally... We started watching Love Island UK, and she literally was like, I don't know if I can watch this. Well, like, you know how people have that fear of chewing? Yeah. Like, that... The, oh, I yeah. hate it. She said it's, That's a, like, it's her, like an ear thing. Yeah, she's like, I, like, I literally probably, hate it. Yeah. It's like overstimulating her for her ears. Yeah. We need to know what that... I'm sure there's a word for yeah, it. Yeah. Everybody let us know. Yeah. Okay. So let's do some PR moves for me. Okay. A, I think for myself in this space, like we've talked about, mm -hmm. like I mentioned before, I never do anything that's like headline worthy, I wouldn't say. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not a very big like clickbaiter. Mm -hmm. I don't say a lot of things. I mean, I, the podcast, I've done some questionable episodes that like mm -hmm. could probably make people really mad, but I kind of own it. I think for me, I'm very slow growing. My community has grown really slow and they have they're very like robust you know what I mean? Like they mm -hmm. know me really well. So I've never really thought about growth in terms of like crazy numbers or anything mm -hmm. like that. So I don't know how to approach PR for me because I'm not looking to like blow up. You I know? think that's a good thing. I think that's smart. And I think that's the reason you're sitting here right now, mm -hmm. especially in the OG blogger space. I feel like to get people to take action off the app and to actually have them build trust with you, you need to have an actual relationship with them mm -hmm. and have longevity in this space to be like, okay, I've watched this girl go through Everything. X amount of apartments, yeah. boyfriends, moves, career changes, mm -hmm. and they feel like you're their best friend. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think tapping into your community mm -hmm. doesn't need to be like, let's go viral. Yeah, yeah. I think that you should lift up the curtain a little bit more and start to be a little bit more I mean, you're so intimate with your followers because mm -hmm. you share everything, but maybe start to do some of that like more in, in person. Okay. And something that I think would be great is 
you just went through a breakup, mm-hmm. which I feel like a lot of women and men can relate to. Absolutely. I think it would be really cool if you did like a breakup boot camp. Okay. Where you did like a meetup essentially mm-hmm. with girls, exactly what you're saying. We were saying for PR moves for a breakup, where it's like you do meetups with girls who are newly single mm-hmm. and you come together at like a restaurant or at a venue and you all do like dating yourself. Yes. Like self-love things like you were saying. So So it'd be like a date night with yourself, with you. Yeah, yeah. Which I think would be so cute. And just little moments like that where you can be face-to-face with your followers because in general, they feel like you're face-to-face with them always. But lifting that curtain up a little bit more. And also you should do it. I don't know how this would work or if you'd have to develop an app. Hopefully not. Mm -hmm. But if you did a shared notes app with your followers for the podcast Mm -hmm. of subjects, like it's almost like an ask. What was that thing called back in the day? Like ask Annie, like an ask section. Yeah, yeah. But if you did a shared notes app where you almost are like live journaling, like your feelings Mm -hmm. and your emotions and what you're going through with in life them. with your followers and it's almost like a live journal like a live diary yeah i think would be really cool and then that could then translate into you coming out with your own stationary yeah, diary yeah. that type of thing i think the app thing would be really yeah, i don't know if you'd have to like develop that yeah, yeah. um but it would be so cool there was this thing back in the day called live journal like literally yeah, it was like free myspace uh-huh. where it's almost like live diary entries to make you feel less alone and to share your thoughts and feelings. And obviously there's Instagram and there's TikTok, yeah. but not really in the writing format, Yeah, which I think would be really cool. That's also my, like one of my few skills in life is writing. Exactly. So we're, that's. And we're then the that right could track. also translate into a book that could translate into stationary. Mm-hmm. But I would say to tap into the things that you already do so well, which is becoming intimate with your followers and helping them through life experiences that you go through mm-hmm. on a more intimate level. You know what I'm noticing a lot more that you're talking about, like in-person event. Yeah. People tapping into their community like that and yeah. doing a lot more in-person stuff. Because think about it. Like when I met Drew Barrymore, she mm-hmm. was she's like my biggest inspiration and biggest muse. And even just having like a couple of intimate moments with her. Yeah. Was so incredibly special to me. And there's mm-hmm. girls out there and guys who look at you like that and mm-hmm. to just almost as like a love letter and a thank you for being with you through all these years Yeah, is like so important. And that's what continues to build communities and keep them strong. And then asking them questions. It's like, okay, you've been following me for X amount of years. Like, what do you like? What do you not like? Like, I always tell brands when they're working with creators and just giving them a script, it's like, what is that going to do? Brands need to start tapping into working with creators and actually getting to know the creators on a personal level, getting to know their audience. And that's going to create so much better products and collabs. Mm -hmm. But influencers can and creators can do that with their community as well yeah yeah that's actually that's such a good point well one going back to the in-person events i've really been wanting to do some meetups here in la especially yeah. i have an app or a part of an app called geneva yes you heard, heard of it yep so we have like cities like there's a page or a, what's it called like a group for every city mm-hmm. that people are living in when they listen and we've been talking about it but i've been so nervous i've been like like i'm just like i'm afraid no one's gonna show up but <laughs> but that's you just have to do thoughts. it yeah you have to do it yeah those you are the intrusive it. thoughts from yes. the beginning of the episode my intuition tells me it would be great yeah and wonderful and amazing okay so when we're talking about going to the second thing you were saying yeah. about how brands tapping into the creators mm-hmm. who know their audience really well that mm-hmm. has been such a pain point for me mm-hmm. in this job where you get like a a brief from a brand and they want something pretty exact mm-hmm. or pretty specific and they never fucking ask 
they're hiring you and your yeah. audience. They never ask, how is this going to translate to your audience? Mm -hmm. What do you think is going to work best? I mean, some brands do, which I fucking love when they do that. Yeah. But some brands are just so intense. Do you think you see brands using creators as like consultants in that way? Almost? Yeah, like, that's what I'm trying to change about the industry. Yeah. And I definitely see the industry going in that direction, which is very exciting. But at the same time, I realize why brands are doing that because mm -hmm. there's legal. There's so many things that go, so many things that go on behind closed door with brands. Mm -hmm. It's not even necessarily their fault that that's how it's set up. But for the few brands that are currently like giving a little bit of leeway and meeting with the creators and figuring out who the creator is, what their audience is, being flexible with what the messaging is. So it mm -hmm. reaches both their audience and their brand's audience that's where magic happens. So yeah. I, and I think that with my consulting and with a couple other creators that I'm very close with who are doing consulting as well with brands, that's the direction that they need to go in, mm -hmm. but it's going to take time to get there, but we're getting there, yeah. but it's going to be a process. Well, they have to also find creators they trust exactly too, because there are so many people that are new to the space and mm -hmm. they don't really understand how it works on the back yeah. end. So they need a little more instruction. Yeah. A lot of brands are stuck in the 2016, 2018 influencer era where they, found influencer marketing for the first time and audiences didn't know that these creators were getting paid for ads. So obviously yeah. they went over really well and they took that formula and they ran with it and it became the creator economy. Mm -hmm. But now things are very, very different because audiences have such a closer relationship with these creators. Mm -hmm. They spend more time with these creators than their actual friends in person and brands need to realize that. I feel as a creator sometimes I've, I've actually passed on a lot of things that are a little too specific or mm -hmm. a little too almost like scripted because yeah. because I have that close connection as mm -hmm. we, many of us do with our audience it's almost like embarrassing to I'm like sorry guys it's, like I'm so sorry yeah <laughs> I do need to pay my rent but like, yes please just click on this I mean and it's such a privilege to even be in the position to work with brands mm -hmm. and to have financial stability so it's it's so I I'll never get over it. But then sometimes I'll look at the creative, like you said, and I'm like, oh, God, this is it's I don't want to disrespect my audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I, I'm so protective of them almost. Yeah. That I'm like, I don't want to. But then you do have to make money somehow. So mm -hmm. it's nice to see brands going in that direction. Definitely. And you're so you're consulting a lot on the back end. That's your favorite part, you think? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And I think that eventually I want to start like obviously I do consulting and I give them the ideas and I, mm -hmm. and I build their decks but I want to like do the whole process like do yeah. producing like do creative mm -hmm. direction the day of on the shoot so get more involved with brands so yeah it's my favorite thing to do I love yeah. being creative I think that one standout thing from this episode for anyone like anyone mm -hmm. can take this away is that whatever you're passionate about whatever you're really into it's mm -hmm. something like you said you can trace it all the way back to your childhood mm -hmm. for me I've been on like before even MySpace, I was on like Zanga and like yeah, like Life Journal, yeah, like yeah, literally. literally those things. And my job, I didn't know it at the time, but my job became very yes. much that. Now I'm just doing a podcast, which is like a written form of a of a blog. Yeah. But what I love about social media now in this space is that you can have your passions. You don't have to be like many of us love beauty and you know doing our hair and the clothes and all of these things. But you can really showcase anything that you love mm -hmm. on TikTok mm -hmm. and become like an icon in the space. Maybe you love pottery. Yeah. Get on TikTok and do your pottery. There's a niche yeah. for everything. And also at the same time, like if you are a creator and you've been in the space for a while, like even just you knowing how to like make a video and put it together mm -hmm. and you working with brands, like as a creator, you can do more behind the scenes as well. And yeah. like 
a lot of times creators have imposter syndrome because they're like, oh, like I, I just post, I don't know. I don't really know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you do know right now, like you're running your own business. Yes. And like utilizing those skills to work with brands in the future to have longevity in this space is mm-hmm. important as well. So what other trends are you are you seeing mm-hmm. with social media? I right think Tumblr is going to come back. Okay. I think YouTube longer format videos will I mean, YouTube has never gone away, but yeah. I feel like due to TikTok, there was a little bit of like a decline oh, well. a little bit. I watch much less YouTube yes. now. Yeah. I think that might come back a little bit more, mm-hmm. but over time, like it's not going to like switch overnight. But I think that's why TikTok has like the 10 minute feature now. And yeah. Which drives me insane, by the yeah, way. I know. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like in a video and I'm like, fuck, I've been watching this for literally seven minutes. I know. Um, but I think definitely the Tumblr era is going to come back. I think being more creative, more photography, more like expression on these Mm -hmm. apps is going to be super popular. So like we're almost like looping back around to like when we started. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And way less scripted, way less like set up and Mm -hmm. like back to like the just Tumblr. Like, I don't care. I'm going to post whatever I want to post. I'm going to be creative. Like I'm going to put on all these outfits. I'm going to record myself like very because I feel like the past two years people are like, okay, if I make three videos a week Mm -hmm. with this type of podcast yeah. on it and this get ready with me that formula should add up like I yeah. feel like it's to be way less of that and just like self-expression formulaic. on the apps yeah yeah I love the idea of going back and tapping me back too around like remember what we would post on like Instagram in like 2012 mm-hmm. well I thought it was an editing app yeah so I literally just would like post stuff that I was editing yes and thought it and thought that that's I didn't realize it was going anywhere okay noted so, so then okay, I shows yeah. up on my feed of yours it's literally like a pencil and you're like Oh, I have this one editing. photo. It's not you know those? Um, it was like with the filters, obviously, because yeah. that's what I was using to edit. I was like in the car with my grandma and we got like these fried handheld pies. And there's like one specific photo that I did not take off my Instagram for so long. It's just like an edited photo of like two fried pies. Okay. With, that's like, going to be the, the new back. podcast cover. Two <laughs> yes, fried pies. Two fried pies. I wish I could <laughs> freaking find that, yes. that photo. So we're thinking we're going back, tapping back to not only creativity and mm-hmm. like that kind of thing, which feels very much early blogger era. Yeah, less pressure. Yes. Less pressure. It's, that's what I'm seeing with photo dumps in general yes, now. We've exactly. got like, we're a little unhinged, mm-hmm. we're pretty, and then we have like a meme in there, mm-hmm. some random video. Having fun with it. Like, mm-hmm. remember when we used to have fun with social media? Yes. Like, I feel like the past couple of years we lost that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's coming back to that because people are like, people are going to have something to say about it everything and anything. I might as well just have fun with it. Just yeah. like the dating apps. It's like, what are we doing? Like, have fun with it. Show your personality. Mm-hmm. Be creative. And like, d- don't put pressure on it. Yeah. yeah. So what are you, like, who are you following on TikTok right now? What content are you consuming? On really any platform that you're just like loving? <laughs> Is there anything new? Yeah. I mean, I have the weirdest niches on my TikTok. I was mm-hmm. on like bat mitzvah, get ready with me talk for a while <laughs> of like 13 year olds getting ready for bat mitzvahs. But I love following stylists, mm-hmm. photographers, like Little Mommy Lonnie, like yeah. obviously Alana O'Hurley, yeah. Amber Astley. Like I just, I love following creatives who work with celebrities because mm-hmm. you get to see like behind the scenes of everything. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think I like to follow the most. And then mm-hmm. obviously like our friend, like I love We're Not Really Strangers. Yes. I love storytelling that's super authentic and raw mm-hmm. on TikTok as well. I like Kareen's personal page. Yeah, too. like our, our good friend Kareen, she is doing exactly what I was saying before. She'll literally post 46 pictures in one night just of her (laughs) notes app of what she's thinking, what she's feeling. Yes. No pressure, just posting to be creative. And that is like my absolute favorite. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know, Kareen started We're Not Really Strangers. I feel like she is like definitely someone 
for me is who's going to grow in this space and become even more of an icon. Yeah, she already is. She's on my 2019 manifestation list of people I wanted to work with in the future. She was number one. Yeah. And she was the first person that reached out when I started getting followers instead of being like, let's set up a meeting. Like, like I want to type your brain. She just FaceTimed me. Straight up FaceTime me. She's like, hi, I love you. And I was like, I love you. And then so now crazy. she's my creative soulmate. And yeah. I love her so much. So whenever I first met Iman and Kareen, mm-hmm. we were much younger. I think I was 21. Mm-hmm. And Kareen, we'd always have work days at like at Soho House or mm-hmm. something. She, Kareen like lived up there. And she was always explaining, we're not really strangers, like what it was going to be. And I could never... I could never figure it out. Like mm-hmm. the way she was extra- describing it, I'm like, you are so passionate about this. I get it. She was working so hard every day, like teaching herself Photoshop and doing all the back end things, which is interesting how we're talking about kind of, there was so much prep before this. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually saw this prep mm-hmm. and s- heard her talking about it. And then from the outside, though, it seems like we're not really strangers, like blew up overnight. Mm-hmm. And this was like in her brain for like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, we went down on her Facebook one day, like so many years ago. And it was mm-hmm. like, she was doing like PDFs of questions from we're not really strangers just to her like Facebook friends. Yeah, yeah. Like test it out. But yeah, she's a creative genius. She is such a genius. I have a very weird niche like TikTok as well. I'm very in like spirituality. The tarot card readers though. Yeah. That's when you know you're unhinged and going through a breakup. Oh yeah. The tarot cards. Because it'd be like, you know the last guy you were dating, he's thinking about you and everybody's like... (laughs) No way. I knew it. I knew it. Feed on my delusions. I am obsessed with, still, I mentioned this last week. This guy, his name is, it's insulin resistant one is his handle. Okay. And he eats foods and then wears a glucose monitor and like sees where his glucose is spiking. Oh my gosh. And then he like will eat foods in certain, like, what's it called? Like orders. Mm -hmm. So like if you eat your fiber first and then you eat like the protein and fats and then you eat the carbs, like the rice or whatever at the end, your glucose spikes like way less, which means you have less of a crash. And so he'll do stuff like that and like eat them in different ways. And then he'll like eat a salad before a pizza. Yeah. And like, or eat the pizza and like have a control and then like salad before. And it completely changes the way that your body uses everything. Or if you eat like a lot of sugar and then you go on a walk, it completely changes the way your glucose spikes. That is incredible. I love that. I need to watch that. (laughs) I am obsessed with them. I also follow a lot of like women in their 50s and 60s who talk about skincare Mm -hmm. because they look so fucking good yeah i my another boston influencer is like larissa mills and her daughter Mm -hmm. ella Mm -hmm. and it's like a mother daughter and they do oh like what they're wearing and like get ready with me but she is i would never say the word old but she's a mom yeah yeah and she is so into fashion so into styling and you need to follow her she's so so good it makes me happy that women especially having our job and being told Mm -hmm. sometimes as a woman like what are you gonna do Mm -hmm. after you get mm-hmm. too old. Yeah. You know, whatever. I love that most, a lot of other platforms do this, but TikTok especially has allowed me to find women mm-hmm. who are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and I actively and avidly follow them. And like want to be them. And I want to be them. Yeah. Like same. I look up, you always want that like older sister in the space, yeah. which is again another thing that I've been given through this podcast that as I've gotten older, I've been able to like have an older sister kind of role, mm-hmm. which I always say, Lauren Bostic was my older sister in this space for like so long. Like Mm -hmm. she's everyone's older sister. And now that I can have the opportunity to be someone else's older sister, I love this like growing like sorority of (laughs) of influencers. It's so nice. Okay, so we end the episodes, or I try to when I Mm -hmm. remember, with a note to ourselves. So Mm -hmm. if you want to think on it for a sec, what's something you need to hear right now? Um, What's meant for me won't pass me. Mm -hmm. I feel like 
being out, I'm in LA for the next two months. And a lot of times I'm like, okay, I need to do this, this, this. Mm -hmm. I, I should be doing that. I should be going there. I feel like since I'm not out here full time, I like feel like I need to do everything and anything. Yes. And then I'll be looking at other friends who are out there who are doing things. And I'm like, wait, why aren't I doing that? Why aren't I invited to that? Mm-hmm. Just know like what's meant for me won't pass me. And I've gotten to where I am right now because of that. Mm-hmm. So it'll just like take every day with stride and realize that like what is meant for me will not pass me. Yeah. LA's taught me a lot about that because yes. I there is so much going on constantly oh and it's so easy to compare yourself. Yes. I think that this time around. So I was here for six years. I left for the whole like last year coming back. At my age, at 29 right now, my last year of my 20s. Same. And like, I I love it. Mm-hmm. I honestly like looked at myself today. I was like doing my makeup and I was like, is this going to be the best year of my entire life? Like yeah. it kind of already is. Yeah. I'm already delusional enough to, You're like, to, to back my this. <laughs> yeah. I've convinced myself. Yeah. But LA is very easy to get caught up in everything. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're only here for a little while. Yeah. I had a friend come in town this week and she was like, we we're supposed to meet for drinks. And she was like, I you know, I'm so sorry. Like my manager put this thing on my on my schedule and I don't know if I'm gonna have time to make it from this to this. I'm like, I am just so happy I live here because yes, I can take things cram slow. everything in yeah. once, which is great and so fun and energetic. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes I'm like, oh God, this exhausting. Is yeah. But I can also see like, I feel like sometimes people visit here and they're like, it's just like too much kind mm-hmm. of. But the way I live my LA life, I'm like, it's not too much. I literally wake up. I'm going on a walk. Yeah. Like, if you have the right LA people too, mm-hmm. like I lived here for two years. So I made friends just like super organically who like aren't in the industry or aren't in this space. Yeah. And then I have people like Karina and Iman who like always ground me. It's like, if you have the right people, LA, mm-hmm. if you have the right people and purpose, LA is great. Yeah. If you don't. I think I always say like you can, you're going to find what you're looking for. Yeah. So if you use the city, if you have, get your mental health in check for yeah. sure. And you can use the city to do so many amazing things. Mm-hmm. You can also use it to completely self-destruct. Yes. If you want. Yeah, pick, you'll find it. Pick your choice. <laughs> you'll yeah. find it. You'll find it. I think for me this week, I need to focus on even more so. Like I said, I have a very lax lifestyle. Even slowing down more, allowing mm-hmm. myself a lot of extra free time has been important for me on a creative level. Like you're talking about how earlier how you have these thoughts and like these like visions almost. Mm-hmm. That's so raven moments when you're like doing mundane things. It's always you're yeah. on a walk. You're in, uh, taking you know you you're in, pressure yourself to be creative or to come up with things. It's not going to happen as mm-hmm. come naturally. So, I'm yeah. definitely like in my slow girl era right yeah. now. The other day someone Love was it. like they were like what do you do like at work? I'm like so I wake up <laughs> at like nine. <laughs> yeah. I go on a really long walk and I think about stuff and then I answered like two emails and then I come record for an hour mm-hmm. and then I go work out and everyone's like what the fuck are you doing I'm like and I used to in my in my head look I'm at just that, living life li- yeah and I used to look at it like I was lazy or something yeah. and now or I, I didn't want to be like that it was like embarrassing mm-hmm. for me like I felt like I had to prove that I was doing stuff mm-hmm. all the time and now I'm like you know what I'm actually not doing anything and I love it Korean taught me something really important I used to try to be super productive and in the mornings, like mm-hmm. my meetings, get all this done, film this. But my creativity and my production happens at night. Mm-hmm. Like I'm such like a night owl like, creatively. Same. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm not up and out. I'm like everybody else and doing everything in the morning, but I'm doing it at night and that's okay. Yeah. Like don't put pressure on yourself to like figure out like, okay, I need to get all this done by here. It's like, mm-hmm. how do you work best? What lifestyle fits you? And like, if you can intertwine that with like creating and growing your business and being productive, mm-hmm. It's all what works for you. And that's a great note to end on because, yes. again, that's what we talk about a lot is really having to tap into yourself and figuring mm-hmm. out what works yeah. for you specifically. Because I don't know what works for everyone and you don't know what works mm-hmm. for everyone. But we can 
we can tap into ourselves, yes. you know, and there's not a constant rule that everyone needs to be following all the yes, time. Yes, I agree. Well, okay, tell everyone where we can find you on social media. At GirlBossTown, G-I-R-L-B-O-S-S-T-O-W-N. Everywhere. Me, on Instagram and TikTok. Cool. Well, thank you for coming on today. Thank you. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind-the-scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.